Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Before we hear tonight's story, Fibber and Molly would like you to listen to this. Folks, I'd venture to say that most of you know what real trouble, sickness, and accidents can bring a family, especially if it's Dad who gets ill or injured. Not only are medical expenses budget-breaking, but if Dad's salary check is cut off when he's unable to work, things can be rough and tough for the whole family. We're talking, of course, about the Prudential Insurance Company's new income protection and hospital and surgical expense plans. These new plans of Prudential's are outstanding in the field of sickness and accident insurance. They've got certain protective features few other plans have. So, friends, to get the facts on how you can meet the high cost of sickness and accidents for your family, we've got a folder we want you to have. It'll give you an idea how the Prudential can tailor sickness and accident plans to fit your family needs. Just write your name and address on a card with the word sickness and accident. And send it to Fibber McGee and Molly, Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. That's Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. Do it today, huh? It's important for you and for your family. The charity committee of the Wistful Vista Elks Club is going to take over the operation of Walt's Malt Shop at 14th and Oak for the weekend. Right now, the restaurant's closed for the night, and only the waitress is there as the phone rings. Hello, Walt's Malt Shop. Yes, this is Cora speaking, and if this is Prince Ali Khan, I'm be sorry, but we're closed for the night. I, I just locked up, pulled down the shades. I know it's you, Walt. How many guys are there that sound like a wounded moose over the phone? Huh? Yeah, Miss McGee and some of the other wives are due here any minute. I'm going to show them how to wait tables, and... Oh, there's somebody at the door now. I guess that's them. Yeah. Okay, I'll... I'll watch it. Have a nice weekend at the lake. Goodbye. Oh. Oh, worry, Wart. You'd think this was the stork club, the way he... Oh, it's you again. Yes, ma'am. Everything all right? Look, officer, I appreciate the protection, but you don't need to check every ten minutes. We haven't been held up since Walt took this place over and word got around how business is. Well, you never can tell, ma'am. There's always a first time, and it's my duty as an officer. I know. You told me that the last time. Now, look. I promise you, any time we get robbed, I won't call any cop but you, okay? Well, thank you, ma'am. I'd appreciate that. I just joined the force, and this is my first beat, you, you see, and know, I... I kind of figured that. You did? Yeah. Something about the way you walk. Oh? In and out of that door every ten minutes and say, everything all right, ma'am? Oh. <laughs> just kidding, officer. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate the protection. Hello, you... Cora. Here oh. we are. Hi, Cora. Oh, here comes my friends. Now, come on, girl. Time's wasted. Well, good night, ma'am. Anytime you need me, just... Okay. Hi, Thanks, Hi, officer. Well, I never realized 
surprised there was so much to it, Cora. Hmm. To see you wait tables, it looks so simple. Yes. Well, oh, nothing to it. But you're so hmm. confident with it, Cora. <laughs> I'll dump a bowl of soup down some customer's collar tomorrow just as sure as heck. Doesn't everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll be here to show you how to wipe him off, so don't worry. <laughs> now, now, let's run through the order routine again, yeah, girls. Right. I'll call him out and you translate. Now, I'm going fast. I hope I remember. There's so many... Mrs. McGee, draw one. Cup of coffee. Mrs. Bradley, be to yawn. Ah, bacon and tomato on toast. Good. Uh, Mrs. Toops, sweep the kitchen. Bowl of chili. Mrs. McGee, hold the flaps, make it a retread. Never mind the wheat cakes, make that a waffle. Mrs. Bradley, Adam and Eve on a raft. A poached eggs on toast. Wreck them. Oh, that's to uh, make it scramble. Swell! <laughs> we did it, And you're all doing fine. You'll be great tomorrow. Now, for the next step. This, girls, is our coffee urn. Oh, sure. That's it looks like it. Walt picked it up at a bankruptcy sale of a restaurant that opened around 1890, so you can see it's been used. <laughs> now, notice the initials scratched on the side. D.J.B. Diamond Jim Brady. Ooh. Oh, Cora, you're yes. kidding. Yes, he and I are the only two people who know how to use it. And since Jim's gone, pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll show you. You take a cup and saucer. You place it under here. Yeah. Now, this gadget over here, you push up. This one down. This one sideways. And then turn on the spout. Step back and yell, quick, somebody, get a mop. <laughs> See, that's all there is to it. Now, everybody get a cup, line up, and we'll try it, okay? Oh, yes. <laughs> There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. Every 53 minutes in the United States, a child is born who has cerebral palsy. 10,000 palsied babies are born annually. Cerebral palsy is a form of paralysis. While it affects coordination, it does not always affect the power to think. Thousands of CPs can think and dream of a life better than the one they are now living. The program of United Cerebral Palsy gives promise of making those dreams come true. But it will not happen easily or overnight. Treatment administered by specialists is necessary, along with vocational guidance and job placement. This program has brought hope and life to thousands of men, women, and children. United Cerebral Palsy is doing as much as it can to lead America's half-million CP sufferers toward a happier life. But they can't do it without your help. Send a contribution this month to United Cerebral Palsy in your community. Remember, mail your contribution to United Cerebral Palsy in your community or send it Cerebral Palsy, care of your local postmaster. And Mr. Wimple is going to be dishwasher, you know, and McGee is going to be chef. I hope Mort can get the bicarbonate concession. We'll be rich. Oh, Mabel. Oh, oh, well, come on now, girls. Let's get back to work. Now, the next thing I'm going to show you is how to... Actually, wait on the customer. Oh, good. Splendid. This will be fun. <laughs> well, the nice customers are easy to handle, and they're the ones that leave the tips, too, the big tips. So we'll skip those and concentrate on how to handle the grouchy characters. 
of which 89 and one half percent eat right here at Walt's Malt Shop. Oh, <laughs> you know the kind. They bang on their glass for service. They complain that the eggs are cold. Orange juice is hot, and they bang on their glass some more, and then... Hi, girl. Oh. It's me. Oh, hello, dearie. Hi, Bev. Speak of the devil, I was just talking about you, Mr. McGee. Oh, yeah? Uh, would you mind sitting there at that table so I can show the girls how to wait on a customer of your type? <laughs> oh, now, Cora, McGee isn't the kind now, of... Now, now, kiddo, don't be embarrassed. I mean, gee whiz, if your husband happens to be the type of customer that he sort of brings out the best in every waitress, sort of makes her want to give him the finest possible service... That's not the kind Cora had in mind, though. Just show me where to sit and I'll be happy to help. Because when I start chefing this operation tomorrow, I want you girls to be good waitresses. And the way... Gee, Willikers, Cora, I've been banging on this glass for 20 minutes now. See what I mean, girls? How long do I have to keep doing this? I'm tired. Well, I just want the girls to get used to it. Huh? Are you conditioned now, girls, so it doesn't bother you? Oh, yes, oh, I think right. I am. Stop now, Cora. Okay, Mr. McGee, cut! <sighs> oh, boy, my arm is tired. And hey, look, it's after midnight. Oh, my dear, is it good thing? Well, we better all get a good rest for tomorrow because we'll... Oh, now who the heck's calling up here at this hour? If that's Walt, oh, hello! Oh, oh, yeah, yes, he's here. Just a minute, doctor. Uh, for you, Mr. McGee, Dr. Gamble. Dr. Gamble, at this time of night... Hello, what's up, bulge bottom? Mr. McGee. I mean, uh, doctor... This is rather a late hour for one to be phoning one, isn't it, Doctor? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Oh. Well, if that's the official order from the high exalted ruler, I guess we have no other alternative, George. Yeah, I'll meet you here. Goodbye, Doc. What was that all about? I inventory. Henry Lester, the grand exalted ruler, says we've got to take inventory of the food on hand. Right now. So we'll know how much we sell over the weekend. Now, tonight? Has to be tonight. Start using the stuff tomorrow morning. Well, in that case, school's out. Class yeah. dismissed. I'm, well, I'm, I'm pretty tired myself. Oh. Now, you go on home with Mabel, kiddo. I'll be home as soon as I can. Yeah, you sure. Come on, Mom. Oh, uh, well... I'll, I'll see you girls tomorrow now. Now, you'll be here at 9 a.m.? I shall be here, Cora. Don't worry about the joint, Cora. I and Doc will lock it up. Well, now get home early, McGee, and don't get in any trouble, please. Trouble? How could I get in any trouble? I don't know, but don't. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey. Goodbye. Want another burger, Doc? No, thanks, Chef. I'm stuck. Okay, I'll turn the griddle off. There. <laughs> Boy, this was a great idea of yours, Ducky. This midnight snack was great. What'd you tell the girls? Oh, inventory, I said. <laughs> inventory. <laughs> Two of us members got to take inventory. <laughs> you know how Molly is. Yeah. If I'd have said, Doc and I are going to have some hamburgers, she'd have said, you'll mess up the restaurant, or you'll make yourself sick yeah, or something. Yeah, and Cora would killed us both after she had the grill all clean and everything. <laughs> Don't get in any trouble now, Molly says. <laughs> I says, how can I get in trouble hanging around? Hey, hey, what are you doing? Ringing up no sale. Oh, <laughs> that was the best deal on four hamburgers oh, now, I ever wait, had. Wait, I think we ought to pay for them. Huh? After all, it came out of our own food supply that the Elks ordered for tomorrow. It's for charity. We ought Oh, to... yeah. Well, I guess you're right at that. You got change for a five? I got a five, but Let's I got no change. Let's see now. I got three singles here, a ten, 
And some change. Well, All right, you mugs. Step away from that cash register and get your hands up. What? Stick up. And in a cop's uniform, too. Now, look, bud. I'm a police officer, and huh? I've been watching this place. You two hooligans robbing that nice girl that works so hard to make hey, a living hey. with this place? Hey, now, well, wait, wait a minute. I'll wait probably minute. get a promotion for this night's work you when I get you to the station. You're oh, going We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. There's music in the air on NBC with singing favorites Dinah Shore and Frank Sinatra. Dinah gives a lift to the day's end when she takes a song that might be old, new, borrowed, or blue and gives it her own unique version on the Dinah Shore Show. You'll enjoy the Dinah Shore Show heard each Wednesday evening over NBC Radio. And in a completely different manner, Frank Sinatra combines his talents with a bit of easygoing chatter, spins a platter or two, and then steps Mike's side to sing. Yes, with Dinah Shore and Frank Sinatra, there's always music in the air over NBC Wednesday evenings. Although he doesn't sing, Groucho Marx makes the laugh meter jump. As quizmaster of that wonderful laugh show, You Bet Your Life, Groucho makes Wednesday evening a night to look forward to. Join Groucho and enjoy Life with a Laugh and play You Bet Your Life, heard on NBC Radio Wednesday evenings. And remember, NBC leads the rest with the best in radio entertainment. Seventy-nine Wistful Vista, Molly McGee speaking. Police station. You what? Have a man there who says he's my husband? He can't be. My husband is with Dr. Gamble. Yes, they're taking inventory at Walt's Mall Shop. Huh? Oh, that's where you caught these fellas. Cooking hamburgers? Hmm. Well, I'll drop over there tomorrow and see if I know them. Just lock them up. Bye. Well, I guess I'd better go down and get them. They'll catch their death of cold in those drafty cells. Of all the silly. Oh, pardon me. Uh, good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the policeman and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. Cora is played by Elvia Allman, Mabel Toops by Mary Jane Croft, and Mrs. Bradley by Myra Marsh. Well, what do you say if we give them a couple of days to get Waltz under control? Then, stop around Sunday and see how it's going. This is John Wall saving a seat at the counter for you Sunday night. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.